Resilience is the quality of being able to adapt to stressful life changes and bouncing back from hardship. Resilience is a response to tragedy, crisis, or other life-altering changes that allows us to move on despite the loss. Resilience is the biblical norm for Christians. The Bible contains many admonitions to press on, Philippians 3.13-15, overcome hardship and temptation, Romans 12.21, and persevere in the face of trials, James 1.12. It also gives us numerous examples of people who suffered greatly but continued to follow God's plan for their lives. Proverbs 24:16 could be seen as the theme verse for the resilient, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. This is the Spotlight on Resilient Christians with Cleveland Rhodes. Alright, thank you for another Spotlight here about the Resilient Christians. I am so blessed to be with this person of God because um, let me tell you her about her story. Let's say like this. It's been two years I know her. And not only do I know her, I know the power of God in her. She, let's just say like this. Mm. I want to be very diplomatic to say this, but this woman God is like... A force to be reckoned with because the two things she does, she got her own website called LateTireTheGreat.com, but also she is a discipler. But the but the the main thing is that she always trying to bring people to their greatness, and that's the one of the beautiful things about her. She been doing uh, with us for two years um, on the Resilient Christian Radio Network, and she's been a blast. She got over 3.8 million listeners right now currently through her radio broadcast called Pure Truth Session with Lay Tai. And I want to introduce this woman of God for everyone to know who she is. And her name is Lay Tai the Great. How you doing, Sister God? Hey, how are you? Thank you. I'm excited. I'm honored. And most of all, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> yes, you are. You, you are. greater is he that is in me. That hey. makes us great. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to go back a l two years ago for a couple of minutes. Then we're going to come back to the present. What was your current situation two years ago before we got together and became um, not only partners, but brothers and uh, sisters that is going out there to reach out to save souls? Well, two years ago, I got to be, again, one of God's miracles. Me and my uh, children were um, survivors of a car uh, tractor trailer hit. We were hit by a tractor trailer, and um, I was living by faith. Um, <laughs> I was living totally by faith, believing God, which I had been doing um, three years before that. And um, believing God, you know, I was doing YouTube videos, encouraging people, doing many Facebook lives, uh, designing things that he told me. I was just obeying God. And... Um, not saying that I, I hadn't seen results of things, but I was just doing things that God told me to do and um, waiting and believing Him. 
and not knowing that it would lead to what it led to. But I was just in a place of obedience and total faith. That's awesome. Now, even when all that stuff was happening, when the devil tried to take you and your children out, you was, let's say, and you told me this very, very, very honestly. I was at a place of stagnation. Remember you told me that? Now, explain to the people what you mean about that when you talk about stagnation. Because sometimes people think that you're just sitting still. But it's a little bit more to that. Can you elaborate a little bit more when what you was going through, what God would show you what to do in that situation? Yes, so I was at a place of, of stillness. Um, not so deep and religious, be still and know that I am God. No, I was literally still because I had no choice. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, a vehicle is definitely something that you would need to have in order to get around and do different things. And I was in a place of such obedience. I hadn't done anything wrong. And it appeared that I had lost everything or the little that I had. Uh, funding for different things that I was receiving was removed and um, I was in a place of total faith so um, just having my faith pressed extremely and obeying God in every area I was in a place expecting him to show up but in a place that many of you know a place of maybe losing hope you know, a place that could have went um, another way. But the scripture tells us those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And God will send people. He will send a sign. He will send something if you remain in a position of waiting. But I was in such a still place that the only thing that I could do was create. And that create, that creating and that creation and those the books that I wrote and the clothes that I designed and the, the Facebook lives that I was able to produce, the, the content that I was able to come up with in my time of stillness because I didn't have time to be busy going here, there, and everywhere and doing busy things. God set me still and I thought it was stagnation, but it was actually elevation and it was actually him sending me out now. Amen. <laughs> 3.8 million listeners later. Like what? <laughs> I know. Just think about that for a minute. We, when that conversation we had, I remember you said, I'm going everything by faith. You know, that thing that just hit me in between the eyes was your faith in God. And that was really what moved me. Said we need to elevate. We need to help her to elevate that level because see, God gave you a platform, but the the platform that He gave you was something totally different from the platform that we think it was at the time. Um, do you remember what you told me when you said Cleveland? I wasn't really sitting at that point where I need to be, but I just did it. 
but you have so many believers seeing their way on God do something and they don't even know what they are doing and they just sitting there just sitting there but not only just that they just 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 wasted their faith on idle stuff remember you told me I can't do that I gotta keep going I gotta keep moving I want you to explain to me when you when I tell you that I want you to be on RCR. <laughs> I remember that there are requirements to do certain things and I remember just maybe particularly not meeting all the requirements or not having everything necessary. But I remember that my faith was able to fill in the blank. I remember mm -hmm. looking at an opportunity thinking, man, I'm, I might miss it. I remember what it was like even filling out the application. I remember the enemy talking to me when I filled out the application, saying, why are you doing that? That's not, I mean, I'm telling you, that's not for you. You can't, I mean, all of these opposition, I remember that. <laughs> and I pressed through and filled it out and said, I'll give it a try. I remember getting a phone call back. Mm -hmm. And and getting the phone call and I, I remember I didn't even find the post because I wasn't looking for it. My friend from the sixth grade who I helped in the sixth grade when her tape popped, mm -hmm. when her musical tape popped, I helped show her how to fix it. Mm -hmm. I helped her fix some broken music <laughs> and we are her best friends ever since then. Right. So because I helped somebody in 1991 she turned around and said, hey, I was looking for jobs in this area, but this is definitely for you. And I said, girl, wait, like you think that I, I said, now that you really, you know, you think really nicely of me. You yeah. Think, uh, put me on a radio with the word Christian because you think Christian, you think judgment, you think church, you think, you know, all of these different things. You think, how can I measure up? And so I went ahead and filled it out and I remember fighting through filling it out that spiritual warfare even in the application wow and I remember you calling me back and I remember us talking and I remember just saying you know this is my season to to do things uh, another way for God but I'm, I'm not in a position to do certain things and I remember that faith was able to 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 see to meet the needs of things so I, I really thank God for extreme faith and I thank God for for um for you guys believing for you having a conversation and seeking God you know or who to place and what to do and um I remember me thinking wow when I thought I looked up the word resilient mm -hmm. and I thought man and I saw the, the emblem with the fire and I thought, man, we we can revive Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. woo, you know, Brother Cleveland, there are times when when I wanna say I don't wanna be associated with my brothers and sisters because oh, of what they're cutting up. Amen. But when I see resilient Christian and I thought, wow, and then I thought back to the time in my life in nineteen ninety seven. When the Lord spoke to me and I didn't even know it was him, I wasn't born and raised in the church. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, um, but God always was speaking to me and I can even recall the times. And I remember him saying to me, 
because I had did an internship at Inner City Broadcasting, which mm-hmm. in New York City, which many of you know as WBLS, yeah, one hundred seven point five, and W um, LIB eleven ninety AM. So I worked on both sides, mm-hmm. the AM side and the FM, and um, learned production. And I did an internship that turned into a job. So. The, the idea was for me to go to college to learn all of the things that I was actually learning hands-on. So now this internship turns to a job and I'm making money in this field. And I'm like, man, I'm already blessed. I don't have to go to school for this. I can just stay right here in the field. And I remember the Lord speaking to me saying, I'm going to give you everything you and your friends want to show you it's nothing without me. And I was like, I don't know what voice that is. I've worked hard. I did this. I, 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 you know, cried right. all the way through. And um, I worked in radio and television and through events and worked with celebrities. And mm-hmm. Okay. That was some <laughs> background music for us. <laughs> so sorry about that. No worries. But I worked with, um, at an early age, um, God allowed me to do just exactly what he said. And, um. It was at the highest point in career. I was making tons of money, and I was young and didn't have any responsibilities and helped out my grandparents, and I felt great about life, and the Lord allowed everything to crumble. It was almost impossible for that to happen (laughs) unless God did it, and that's exactly what he did. He took it all away, and I went and ran to the medical field (laughs) Wow! and humbled myself, and, um, you know, and I was married at the age of 18, and my um, ex-husband was um, incarcerated and so many things in my life just seemed devastated like how could I go from this bright future to this but I'm saying all that to say so radio is actually not a new field for me and God had to remind me that even at your your guys yes to accept me to, to help me to be on this show and so but God had to humble me so my God from 17 to about 37 it took me a while huh mm. <laughs> i know the feeling <laughs> hey but the, that's a really wonderful thing about you was when 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 i was talking to you i remember with the let after we end the conversation i mean we was on the phone for almost nearly a, over an hour just talking about what god want to use you for and I remember I said Lord I said I, I did I did I said Lord this 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 mouthpiece that's all I kept saying but God told me no she's more than a mouthpiece and I said okay I said I'm gonna go ahead and roll with her and say I'm gonna get her. I then I'm gonna be honest with this. I'm I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put myself on blast because I deserve it. Because I had to humble myself of what God is doing through you, and that was that I was gonna give you these uh six to eight months. But when I heard your first broadcast, that was. I said, uh uh-uh. uh, no, this girl gonna stay. <laughs> this girl gonna stay. And the main reason why I said that, because it's just like, 
you was talking about stuff that people don't want to talk about in church. And I said, this is exactly what our platform is. Stuff that people don't want to talk about in church. And we was like, man, what, where she came from again? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like sitting here and I, I, I let a couple of my, uh, uh, my, my peeps listen to you. They said, where's she from again? I said, okay, I, I had to break the whole premises of who you are. And they said, she's not from no, no. <laughs> Even they even had to double check, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, she is a she's a force to be reckoned with. This is this is my sister, and I love her to death. And I'm she gonna be around till this thing ends, and I don't know what's gonna happen after that, but she's gonna be here. So when that I remember I remember the third episode that you did." And I was like sitting here looking at the numbers. And I said, that don't look right. <laughs> I did. I did. They didn't look right at all. And I said, wait a minute. This is our third episode. So I had to go and look at this, uh, everything again. We had an old system, y'all. I got to tell you, we had an old system. I thought that thing about to clonk. Literally, and I said, "No." So I, I, so I said, "Let me pray about." It. This is before I go tell, uh, 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 Lady Ty about this. I said, "Lord, this has got to be you. You using this woman of God to bring this truth out." He says, "I told you." I have four powerful warriors that are humble for me and I'm going to bring them to your to you and you're going to train them and once you train them you'll see what happens when I got another assignment for you so when I did gave her the numbers one day about it, she thought I was lying to her <laughs> yes, I did. I did. And I could just tell you because I am not tech, uh, technology savvy. My mom will tell you it seems like I break remote controls. I don't know what happens with me electronics. So even I have an Apple computer that somebody blessed me with because they said God told them to bless me. Brand new out the box. Um, that was a faith trip um and everything so every everything that i have is all blessings from god but i'm saying this to say so i have the up-to-date stuff so it's not the equipment i had i had the, the the good stuff god made sure i got the good stuff so that wouldn't be the problem you just have to train me mm -hmm. but when i was trying to tell people about the show they were like how do you watch it and i was like okay let me and i was trying to send a link basically i was just not doing a great job at communicated on how to get in and dial a number I just that just wasn't my area so I knew for sure that I had three people listening <laughs> yeah so I knew that I had three I knew I had a good three one two three right so when you told me any number above four because I thought maybe you you might be on there so that's four Mm -hmm. Right, right <laughs> so when you said anything above the number four I was like are you sure 
Because I was just trying to, you know, be solid for my solid three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because oh, this is this is the deal, guys. What I'm saying is I used to do marketing and promotion, so I know how to be a shark like that. I know how to do all that great stuff. But this was something that the Lord would not allow me to promote for a long time for the first year. I, in fact, I was on a fast every Wednesday from social media when I first started this. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, I'm getting ready to tell the group that I was fasting with that I can't fast because I just got this radio show. And the Lord said, no, you're not. So God tested me in that. Mm-mm-mm. So I wasn't even able to tell people mm-hmm. the day of the show when it first started. I was like, man, these people are going to kick me off the station. I'm not even sharing. You know, I'm trying to tell people Tuesday night. <laughs> like, <laughs> tomorrow, tune in. But I'm like, man, this is God. Why would you do that? Why would you bless me with a show and not even let me tell people? But God does the way he want to do, how he want to do it, because it's his glory and it's not your promotion. Promotion comes from God. That's God right. The promoter. That's and right. That's he, man, when he shut this promoter girl down, you hear me? God was the marketer, the publicist, the PR, public relations. You name I mean, it. Listen. So, yeah. mm, you're right because that's because you know it's funny you say that because it was so hard at that time because we was in a crossroads ourselves. And when I was like, and we just got uh, two more extra people right right behind you. And we was like, okay, what direction we need to go with this? Now, I remember the one girl that that was part of the, the train group that you was in, she fell off the planet. I don't know what she said. Then another one... Now, she's still on right now. And she's doing very well, too. Now, she had a fight over there in Oregon. So, I, we got to keep praying for her. And it's a huge fight. But the thing is, is that she she's doing extremely well. But the last person, he's in Africa. He's doing well, but he got a fight, too. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? So when we did late tie show, I said it was more than four people. Man, I remember the day I said, "Okay, how this happened?" So when God told me the when I saw the number, and I remember I said, "I need to pray about this again," and God said, "You don't need to pray again because this is it." <laughs> when God told me that's it, I said okay. And said, watch the increase. I said she don't even believe that she got that many people listening in in her area because she's fasting, which you never told me this until now. Right, right, right. I said, what do you mean she's fasting? So I, I even ask him because I know that when God is doing an assignment on a person, you don't ask their assignment until they reveal it to you. So that's why I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to leave it alone and we will wait till next week. I will give her this number 
and see what happened. Then when I told later this number, she thought I was lying. She said, no. Nah. <laughs> I need this to be true. She did. She thought I was lying to her. Then I had to explain to her how this works. I Do wanted one. to see a picture. Of yeah. The, I asked him to send a picture of how uh, right. you saw it. Or <laughs> yeah. And when I sent it to her, she still couldn't believe it. She said, come on, Cleaver. This is real? I said, yes, indeed. So when all says done, I said, you know God using you in a mighty way. And she said, how, how might is the one that believes in him that makes me strong? It's a scripture. Can't remember off the hand. But the day was, we were singing, by faith, you going to increase. Wow. Then I told her, just do you and congratulations. And you know what she told me? She said, I'm going to speak favor in your life, Cleveland. Wow. And I said, you know, you cannot go nowhere because we are joined to the hip, just like my wife. <laughs> and I told her that. I told her that straight up. I said, we are joined to the hip just like that. And I remember the seventh show, the seventh one. And you know the number seven means something, but I don't believe in numerology, but a lot of people always say if you got different things in correlation with number seven, you got to be careful how that goes because it means the new beginning or the final thing, whatever. So I did was I'm not gonna go through this number game. I'm gonna go ahead and just see what happened. And that was when you was talking about being approved it was you had your first guess yes and wow now this brother went through some stuff but you brought something out of that to get him to understand what he is to god explain that explain that what happened when you interview that man God well it's amazing because when there's a difference between doing a radio show and just talking you know and there's a difference when you're interviewing someone that is very kind of God to trust you with a person to ask them questions to pull out things to share with nations Mm -hmm. So that is not something to take lightly, um, you know, and uh, going through that process, the song that he had, the testimony that he had, as many of us do, you know, when you think about God's people, there is a treasure in all of them. There's a song in their heart. Amen. You know, there, there's a testimony but without somebody asking them the questions. With having someone listen, you, we don't even realize the healing that took place just allowing someone to speak. Yeah. I may have thought that that was an interview for me with a guest, 
but that was God providing a medicine to a people, you know, to a person. Mm -hmm. And um, it was such a blessing to me because I was able to ask questions. I was able to listen. I was able to you to be in the field that God put me in. Right. You know, and, mm -hmm. and when people look um, to many things in June in high school, that's what we did. We practiced interviewing people. Mm -hmm. I went to uh, August Martin was one of the high schools I went to. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told you I was from New York. I'm holy hood <laughs> and I went through some things. Come on. <laughs> the blood covers me. I'm okay now. Amen. But um, <laughs> one of the high schools and they majored in communication and they had video cameras and they had setups. And God was training me even then, like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. You know, thus says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not plans to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. God was doing things then. And so doing that interview really restored who I was. It gave me confidence and boldness and courage to even go on to do more interviews. But it also allowed God to use me as a vehicle to serve a medicine to a person that maybe thought that they were just answering questions. Amen. You know, and just to let them know God sees you. God wants to platform you. God is doing it and God is here. That that was a, that interview when I heard the the, the your your guest was purifyingly struggling. If you know what I said, purifyingly struggling, it was things that was going on with him that he didn't even know about. And when you was interviewing him, and I heard his interview in his entirety, raw, everything, I said, wait a minute, she is. This is her. This is her playground. This is not something she played wherever. This is her. And God told me, he said, I told you. Wait. And let her do her. I got a lot more for her to do. I said, okay, Lord. Okay, I believe that. And I know what's going on with this. So what happened was, it was after that interview was done, everything. She came up with something so powerful, so unique, and a blessing. This is what she did. I remember this very well. She asked him, "If you sacrifice your life for Christ like this, are you going to sacrifice?" yourself for the Christ that we know that's in us because remember he did not approve for us to be in sin but he approved for us to be in him when she said that statement the dude cry I remember that and lay Ty said Lord has done something in your life that break chains right now. Do you know that after that broadcast and when we aired that, we had to get a new server that day? <laughs> mm -mm. 
No, I, you didn't tell me that. No. Because, see, I said, when the time come, I would tell her that. Jesus. We had to get a new server. And, man, that's when we had to go through those changes. I said, God had to elevate us because of her. I said, Lord, have mercy. I said... I like, Great change, not the server, but God said brand new everything. Come everything on. had to be brand new. I said, okay, Lord. So we did all that. And I remember when that number hit, I said, do she need to know this one? Then I said, Lord. The Lord said, no, don't tell that one. I said, why? He said, because she got another one come up. And you will know because you will say, we're going to do this live. And that was when we went to, to, back to New York. Wow. To do that conference. Yes. Now, I want people to know about that conference that you did, that you hosted. That people literally changed. And we did this on Saturday. And I say, okay, let's let's make this happen. And when we did it, I said, do you? We got it. And you said, all right. And you did. She didn't even had no doubt. Man, man, man. Go ahead and explain to people about that. What happened? Oh, first of all, yes, operation greater, just like you go to the doctor and you get an operation on something to get something fixed. Um, operation greater is for us, uh, for God to operate through us, to help us operate in our greater. So our lovely scripture, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That's what that's built off of. Um, you know, that's first John four and four. But um, that whole entire movement was built off of obedience and frustration and I just have to share that so you can understand um, I'm not one that was my first conference that I did on my own with, with God of course that's what I'm saying mm -hmm. but that I did with um, God supernaturally provided everything for that and it came about because <laughs> and I'll say it like this I didn't ha I had no place to go meaning I didn't have a vehicle I was in my house you know after the mm -hmm. accident sitting here god kept telling me about books um about ideas and shirts and all this creativity i was being flooded with creativity and it was to a point where i was creatively constipated i would say and um you know the hope that doesn't disturb you no i understand <laughs> you know and as you know this is pure truth so i'm just going to tell you the truth i was i had so much creativity and i'm not boasting in it i'm explaining to you how this got uh, a certain way I had spoke to our father and I said God stop giving me ideas let's do something with the idea you already gave me at that point I already had my book out daddy issues mm -hmm. you know I said God make my book do something amazing I was wanting God to use what I already had produced because I was excited about that and let him make that be amazing you know because we think that when the finances start flowing that that means success and God is saying, I'm building you in these moments. So now, listen to what I'm saying. Now, because I didn't have a vehicle, I couldn't drive here, there, and everywhere and be busy. I couldn't go out selling my own books. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where I live, there's no sidewalk. I couldn't even walk to the store, okay? I did it one time, and I would not do it again. <laughs> and so, me and the kids, and I was like, oh, this is the pain and suffering. <laughs> so, wow. So, so now, what I'm saying to you is I spoke to God, um, you know, just truthfully, gave him my heart because he sees it anyway. And I said, stop giving me all these ideas if you're not going to show me how to put them through or if you're not going to put people in my life to help me. Where are the people that help people like me? Why are you giving me these? Or You know, I was huffing and puffing. And God said, you know what? Go ahead and do a Facebook Live. I said, why would I do a Facebook Live? And I don't even have the answers. I'm asking you. Tell me the answers, God. And then maybe I'll go on the live and tell them. And he was like, go do a Facebook Live. So I got on the live in obedience with the answers. And while I was on the live, God began to talk to me. And he said, now you tell everybody. On I, I shared with them everything I just shared with you. I shared with them, have you ever been frustrated? I asked Facebook all the questions that I was asking God. I said, if y'all feel like that, me too. I said, but let's try something different. So the Lord gave me that we would take one hour and we would sit in stillness. Not that we would sit reading the Bible. Not that we would sit, um, you know, listening to our favorite prophetic piano music. Not that we would, you know, <laughs> meditate and I go mm, no noise and none of that that he God said I want you to sit in greatness cut your phone off mm -hmm. and everything and just sit and I was like this is crazy and guys you know, I told me what to do so I shared it with the people and um, that was a Facebook live and then after the hour just sitting there we sat there had a pen and paper next to us and we were going to write as things came to us that was the first instruction and so after that, I came back on Facebook after my hour was over. And I checked with the people. Come on, this is called accountability. I said, how did your hour do? It was about 20-something people following that at that time. I said, how did you do for your hour? Did you cut your phone off? Did you do this? You know, I asked them questions. And then I shared with them what I got. And from that, more ideas came. And so, okay, if y'all heard what I just said, I didn't want any more ideas. And God <laughs> gave me more ideas <laughs> after the hour. And so um, I said, well, we'll try it again. Well, no, I didn't say we'll try it again tomorrow. Um, I just said, you know, from these ideas, I'm going to look at them. You know, I got some clarity. But I realized within the first five minutes that even sitting still for five minutes felt like a million years. And I realized that I didn't know how to sit still. I wanted to turn my phone on. I wanted to hear music. I wanted to fold the clothes. I wanted to use the restroom. I wanted to eat. So the point of all of that, Operation Greater, the next day, God woke me up and said, get back on Facebook. And so this became a repeated thing. So I did it for six days. And each day, God gave me a blueprint, which I call the great print to greatness, to teach people how to break out of procrastination. And so it was amazing. And all of those teachings was on Facebook. Then he said, put it on YouTube. And my friend prophesied to me, and she didn't even know that she was prophesying. She said, man, I just see this like a conference. And I said, girl, this is not no conference. Just do the steps, you know. I even tried to shut down what she was saying to me. Mm -hmm. And then God provided a way. I was um, told my friend, I said, well, hey, you said it was going to be a conference. Look for us a place that we can use. And someone called me uh, two weeks before the event because I still didn't know where it was going to be. And they said, hey, God told me to put a down payment on this place for you. Here's the receipt. What's the times you need it? And I said, what? So not only was the, the location provided, um, people were sewing into me. My plane ticket was provided. So by faith, I did what God, first of all, by frustration, I went to God. God gave me a solution. I obeyed him on Facebook. And then by faith, he supernaturally provided everything. The conference had food and it was free. Why was it free? Because Jesus gives freely. 
And so I taught people um, in that event about how to just move from, from, from one place to another. Like whatever is stopping them, how to operate in a greatness, from how to self-publish a book, from how to start your own business. I'm just not giving them empty words. I'm giving them the tools. I gave them information on free um, sites, how to build your website for free for, for a very, very low price, you know, um, under under a hundred dollars, you know, to do all of these things. But I told them how to do free um, book writing, how to do it without money, how to make things happen. And um, so I gave them, guess what? Everything that I had in me, everything that the Lord had given to me, mm -hmm. I went back to my hometown and I gave them back. I opened up a free conference so they would have no excuse. They can have their own business now. They can have their own websites. They can do their own book, whatever it was, their own clothing line. I gave them everything that I know. I didn't charge them a thing because guess what? I said the ticket price would have been $47, but guess what? Jesus paid the price. Amen. Jesus covered you. If this was going to cost something, if you want to put a dollar to it, sure. But guess what? Jesus, is, this is, so it was not a religious conference. It That's was right. a conference with information. But what I do teach in the whole entire Operation Greater, if you want to be your greatest, now you need to receive the gift of God. Amen. Which is Jesus Christ. So the last day, and at the end of the conference, I let them know that all of these things are great. You can do all these man-made things, but the greatest one is Jesus. So that's what God taught me to do and wanted me to do with Operation Greater. He wanted me to share. He sent me in like a secret agent. He yeah. wanted me yeah. to give to people to demonstrate love. Because mm -hmm. people are hitting people in the head with scripture and saying Jesus, but we're not looking like him. So he said, I want you to come into the neighborhood. And I, he, I drove. A friend of mine even gave me her Lexus truck. I was like, is she crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just, you, but it was all God, you know? Right, right. I'm like, I haven't driven in New York in forever. I'm in Atlanta now. like. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she gave me her truck for the weekend to do whatever we needed to do so I didn't have to rent a car. And um, this is not like a close friend of mine, you know? And so I just thank God. And we drove around. I drove to every neighborhood, every corner. My homies that was on that I was on the corner with them before. I said, "Hey, look, I'm doing a conference. Why don't y'all come out? I invited the drug dealers, the dope boys, everybody. Right. I was smoking the blood, and I rolled up on them and said, "Yeah, bring your you can come. Bring your kids, your baby mom. Come on." They said, "Oh, okay, we'll check it out." And I gave them the info in the Instagram, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I just thank God, but it's just amazing because that's what God wanted to do. And when people ask how I do, because many people they do conferences. Right. Prayer conferences, they do this for Jesus, that for Jesus, and then it costs you a hundred dollars to go. Right. How it cost me a hundred dollars to pray with you. And That's then people right. would say, Oh, well the cost of this and the cost well, God will pay the cost. The Lord will figure it out. And if God gave you an assignment to teach somebody deliverance, uh oh, you done brought me out. Mm -hmm. You done got me hyped now, Clee. <laughs> I know. I want you to. <laughs> if God this if if this if God wants the world delivered and saved and filled and prayed for and all that why is he going to charge me to learn how to do it? Amen. It's just not true. And so when you look in the Bible, you see what Jesus was doing. He wasn't charging these people, um, you know. And so it's just sad. And and it's okay because God is raising up pure, true voices. And that's why God used that conference as an example. Amen. Because you, we had food. Amen. We had a place that cost money. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we had all the things that you, we had chairs. 
That's the right. Same thing that people need to do these events that they're charging a hundred dollars and plus for. It's just like if you believe God, how are we teaching faith and we not walk in faith? That's right. Scripture says, "Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down." They're talking to the, the preachers first. That's right. Not for the preachers to use the scripture to make the people give. That's right. All they have everything. I mean, yes. And let me tell you something. Who told the three wise men what to give Jesus? That's right. God will tell you what to give. So it's just a robbery that's going on in the earth. And Amen. what God is doing, you know, and I don't have a problem standing my ground and speaking and um, being bold and courageous. But what God is doing via proof, mm -hmm. you know, what he's doing, what he's proven through demonstration is he's making my life the example. And so now we have Operation Greater as a free conference that went back to New York and gave back. In the same way, you have other people. You know, the wheat and the tear grow together. That's right. You have other people doing something the way that God is not approving. So he's showing on my side. And I may not be as popular as them in that light. You know what I mean? But he's showing that I can use her and it can be done. And Man. That's, that's what operates. And then when he even broadcasted it live, that was amazing. That's right. Because now it's a conference. And now I'm a radio host. You know, this is another title I had to get used to saying. International on-air personality. That's International right. International radio host. God gave me another title. And what you don't know is months before me doing an application to RCR, there was a leader that told me that I should get a diary. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, for real? I'm telling you what God <laughs> said, and you telling me to go get a diary. Yeah. My God. But mm. what I love about that, I mean, are we cool? I sent him a thing and told him I forgive him. I just expected more, and I know where to put my expectation, you know. So reconciliation is the ministry of Jesus. So I have reconciled. But what I'm saying is that God didn't think I should get a diary because God turned around and gave a radio show. That's right. So there's the diary. There he 3. is. 3.8 million people. So what I'm saying to you is while people, some people will try to shut you up. The Pharisees wanted to shut John the Baptist up, shut Jesus up. Who is this person? Kill him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And spiritually, before RCR Network came in, I was at a point where I was being hunted down spiritually mm. so my voice could be silenced. And I was like, God, God, come on, you can't be this you can't think I'm this strong and you can't think that I can endure this much because this is so heartbreaking what I experienced inside the walls of the church. It wasn't no devil outside trying to kill me. It was what was inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what... And I want to bring to this point of what makes us so resilient. And this is what's so profound. It was an incident, and I wanted to make the because this incident is being closed. Amen. And this is this incident being closed, but I want to bring this other show you guys how she endured. It was a false person, and I'm saying this because it was true. It happened. Uh, this person accused her of something that never happened. Now, they tried being around with us. It's going. It was going. It was going on almost over. We're about to hit the two-year mark. 
Matter of fact, it was the two-year mark. It was at the two-year mark. And this woman came in, and she was not on blaming her, but she was blaming everybody else. And I remember I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. Now, I know, Ty. I don't know you. And it was a battle. Because she was trying to split RCR up. Try and accuse this woman of God for something that she never done. To trying to get every other host to go against her. Let me tell you how resilient and how powerful God works. When I heard what the woman, when the person did and sent a massive email to all of the hosts, you know what? The person from Africa contacted me. He told me about it. I didn't even know nothing was going on. I was in a meeting. And I'm like, let me go ahead and uh, clean this mess up. And God told me, do that. But don't do this. I said, what? Don't make the person the, vi the villain. But this is something profound. You need to talk to your sister first. So I did. I talked to uh, Ty. I said, I told what was going on, everything else. And I said, this is what's going on here. I know this is not true, but we still have to do an inquiry and investigation. I hate to use that terms, but we did, we have to. And Ty said, let's pray for her. I said, let's do that. Because let me let me explain why I said she's a resilient person. A person that's guilty would never say that. Never would come to their mind and say, let's pray for her. And let's pray that God will heal her heart. After that happened, it was... The rest of the hosts of RCR came to her rescue and said, we are behind her. I ain't tell her that. And, and I'll tell you this, this is one man guy who's still on the air named Brother James Fox. Did a, 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 a broadcast about that because he was going to wait. And he called the person out. The person that was doing that towards Lay Tai got mad because she thought that I was. I told her, I told him about her. Then he mentioned her to him. He don't even know her for the campaign. That tell you, God said, root this evil, not her, the evil that she's carrying on. Because see something you need to know about her. 
And bro James uh, 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 told me this by quote by quote. And I'm going to tell you people this because I got permission from him to say it. He said this, that that woman want to split RCR up, bro Rose. And the main reason why, because it's an anointing on every one of us. Especially Laetai. And this anointing, she wants that. But see, Laetai is not like her. This woman is hurt, ostracized by the various people that she's trying to be like. Laetai is nothing like that. And none of us is like that. So he prayed for her, for Laetai. And once that happened, I knew we got to shut this down. And when we shut down everything else, I told Laetai, I said, you don't have to worry about a thing. And you see what happened. Nothing happened. That's resilience. And that's what lay tie not not on it's so funny. <laughs> I, I want I laugh at it now. I'm laughing because I, but but tears just come my eyes because I saw this woman God that someone tried to destroy because they don't see the same thing that God is in her that is Christ. That woman had religion. They have Christ, and that's a total difference. And that's why when that happened, it was a, it was two weeks. They tied numbers hit from, I think it was over 400 some thousand to almost 800 some thousand like that. Wow. A people listening in. I said, okay, wow, now, I remember, yeah. I remember when, yeah. when, yeah, when the anchor, when different things had to be on pause, and I was like, wow, you know, and a lot of attacks were coming, because even before Operation Greater, somebody reported my Facebook page and said that I wasn't Lady Ty. <laughs> right. And right. so my Facebook page was stopped and then after all of that then this came and I was like, What? But opposition will always try to challenge you to see will you hang in there? Will you keep going? Will you persevere or will you quit? What does it take for you to quit? Mm -hmm. That's what God wants to know. Right. You know, somebody accuses you, who are you really? Do you get ugly, you know, and say not nice things about them? Or are you really a resilient Christian? Will you pray for them? Will you discern the spirit mm -hmm. that it's not them, it's the spirit, yeah? And that was powerful. Because I was, in my mind, in, I'm going to say in my flesh, I'm going to say like this. Now, I'm being real. I was going to say, I'm going to go over there and show this woman what Jesus looked like. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's not that much, but a little bit. And my wife was saw the frustration I had. I was had headaches, you name it. I was going through. I was going through so much 
that it was lots of growing pains lots of it and I said only God could do this so I said to her I told to uh, uh, to uh, Lady Ty, I said I said what why why you then she said I don't know but it's got to be because I'm doing God's will and and um I said the only way that God could do what he doing if if he if if he did not want you to move forward he would not allow it why he allow it because those things wasn't true so that right there just proves God's on her heart but this is a I'm gonna tell you this thing here about Lady Ty that a lot of people don't know now she be on TV she be on different uh, uh, places and y'all know what these places are I'm gonna let her explain I sorry I got to put you on that, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, like I shared before, um, a long time ago in '97, I was in radio, television. I was behind the scenes. That was my heart. That's what I wanted to do. And God said He would crumble all that to show me that it's nothing without Him. And so um, that was kind of that. And I went into the medical field and did medical stuff and then moved to Atlanta and uh, did waitressing because I couldn't find a job in the medical field and then started working um, oh then I started selling illegal pocketbooks yes <laughs> I said that <laughs> right right <laughs> um, and I'm just telling you because now it was at a point and this is before my life with Christ I was doing things I was doing what I had to do to survive, if you will. Now I went from knowing what it's like to do things, you know, the right way. I have a real estate license. I have a medical assistant license. I could do EKGs. I could do security. All of these things that I have was nothing compared to what God wanted me to do. So I want to say that so prayerfully, this will encourage you that nothing that you have done in your life is in vain. And so now from 1997, all the way uh, catching you up to 2000. Well, um, many of you don't know, when I left New York, I left New York um, with my then husband, whom the marriage had turned abusive. And uh, I was actually <laughs> running for my life. I had a runaway plan to escape, um, asked for a divorce, and he had threatened to do some amazing things to my family <laughs> um, if I would try to leave him. So. Though that's how I left from New York to Atlanta and still um, not quite believing in God because I had been through some things as a youth. So I am um, a convert. <laughs> I went from being a believer to a non-believer to a believer. Okay. Um, and I tried many different um, religions or practices or cultures, a lot of people call it. And so this is what kind of helps add to my authenticity, if you will. The fact that I totally had a hard heart towards God. And I was like, okay, God said, forget me, so forget him. So I had an experience like Paul, which was supernatural. 
And I'm sharing that with you because it's just important to know. Um, I just didn't go in church one day and say hallelujah. And no, no, I had an experience with God when I was at when I was experiencing um, plotting in my mind how to uh, defend myself. And um, I was delivered from the spirit of murder. Hmm. Mm. Yes. And so um, kill, steal and destroy. If um, hell had a student of the month, I was it. Okay, wow. um, so so I had mastered hellish things and I was bored with that. So um, I know I didn't testify with you guys, but that's just it right there. I had done so many different things on different levels. And this is why the enemy um, doesn't like me, because I know the ins and outs of the game. I danced with the devil and was bored like I tired him out. And wow. so I belong to God always. And that great spirit was always in me that God didn't even let me have. I could even celebrate in my sin. Okay. And so. Um, <laughs> I know that failure. <laughs> yeah. And so I began to question God because I was married. You know, I thought I did things the right way according to church and scripture. And I said, well, God, why would you let my marriage go like this and blah, blah, blah. And the Lord spoke to me and said, what I put together. See, I didn't put that together. You put that together. And I was like, who is this talking to me? This sounds like that same brother that was talking about crumbling my businesses. Right. <laughs> like, who is this? Because the voice was just so chill and calm. It wasn't what a uh, religion had taught me. Oh, and I also went to Catholic school from uh, from first grade until sixth grade, fifth grade. And, um, and that taught me religion. So that taught me, like, once you dirty, you dirty. And, you know, you got to confess to the priest. And that just taught me something else where I thought I was too far from God because when I was younger, I was molested. So not something that I had control over. So this is would lead you up to you understanding why I didn't believe God loved me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so because I didn't have any control over that. So I said, if God is real, why would he allow that to happen to me? And the answer is because all things work together for the good. Because it doesn't happen to you for you. It happens to you for somebody else. And so that's what happened. This is going to be a testimony. So I will be able now to break chains and yokes off of young ladies that this happened to. And they would feel like they did not count. So I will go through a number of daddy issues. Starting with God. Then my real father. Then me marrying off young. You know, trying to escape the pain and looking to fill the void that only God can fill. So fast forward, that void turned into Ike and Tina. And so wow. we get wow. down here and now I can't, you know, I leave my medical job that I had for over 10 years or whatever. And um, because I'm trying to escape um, and long story short, I wrote a whole book about it. So y'all can check that out. But the point is, um, I get to Atlanta and I cannot get employment. Right. I, 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 uh, I start working at Old Charlie's, which is a restaurant. Shout out to them. Because I was able to use my medical skills in O'Charlie. Now, all my life working in medical, I never had to save anybody's life. I'm working in a restaurant carrying some Sprite sodas to a table, and a man is choking. Mm. Everybody else is looking around like they're crazy. I'm like, okay, don't choke. Like, wait a minute. Who knows how to do the homily? And so, anyway, I get the man out the booth. He was double my size, and I start working on him, uh, the steak raw steak flies out of his mouth um it's a longer story to it but the whole point is god had me now i'm in the restaurant doing medical so don't trip over where you are in your life you understand what i'm saying somebody's right. life was saved 
Like, because God will use everything that you've been through. So here we are, fast forward. Um, I'm in Georgia, couldn't get a job. I'm selling a pocketbook. I meet the lady. When I meet this lady, she's dressed in a nurse outfit. I'm like, man, I, I do medical, and she gets my information. I get a job at where she works at, and I'm working at an assistant living facility. And all of this is important because I'm working with people that are like 90 years old to 105. Mm-hmm. People are dying every day. Right. And family members are coming in asking me what happened, what was their last words. I'm the receptionist. I'm calling the chaplain. He's never available. I'm like, I do not want to be here with people dying, and I have to answer about them dying all day. I'm like, God, please don't let nobody die on my shift anymore. Like, let me at least pray with them. I got to learn how to pray. Now, still, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just amazing. So this is where my prayer life was birthed, in this mm. place, because people were dying, and the chaplain wasn't available. Wow. So now I'm learning how to read Psalms 23. When I ask the chaplain, well, what do you do when I finally see him? He says, well, I just read their favorite scripture. And I'm like, well, what kind of job is this? Just read their favorite scripture. <laughs> right. So I begin to go door to door and ask all of the residents on my floor what their favorite scripture was. So when their time came, I would just read that to them. Now, never was I trying to be a pastor or a preacher or none of that. Never wanted to do any of that at all. Never thought I was worthy. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sharing it with you because that's where that started. And now I have given up on my hopes and dreams at this point. You know, I'm not thinking about radio at all. I'm not thinking about television by far. My children go to this charter school. And the charter school there were filming over there one day. And somebody was saying, well, you should um, try out or you should. Well, no. Let me tell you, when I first got to Atlanta, I met somebody selling my pocketbooks and their husband was a director. I started my first ghetto movie. I was one of the stars called First Day Out. Hmm. The movie, I'm cussing in the beginning, you know, my boyfriend got locked up, and so, but I'm the star of this ghetto movie. That still wasn't God's plan. Um, the movie ended up not um, going to the box office like it was supposed to. The, the husband and wife had some trouble right. um, and you know, in their marriage. But so that was a taste of me back in the movie. And I was like, man, I said, well, maybe that's not for me anymore. Anyway, fast forward, I'm dropping my children to school. They're doing a production. Uh, somebody asked me, you know, if I would be in the, in a film, I could be an extra and I can make money. And I'm like, well, OK. So I do my first um, production, television production on Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. That's um, on Oprah's TV channel. So I was just an extra in the crowd or whatever, but you get paid and they feed you breakfast and the lunches. It's nice. It's very nice. Um, and I only did that in the summertime. Remember, guys, because I at that point still had my car and I was taking the kids back and forth to school. So my family was priority. I didn't even realize what God was doing when the Lord removed my vehicle. Mm-hmm. That now had me to have to hire somebody to take the kids to and from school which now gave me a schedule to work. Wow. Many of you may be saying, well, I hear you say, and I know my story is jumping different places, but just track with me, follow me. Um, What I'm saying to you is when I was working at that medical facility uh, where I was praying for the people, Mm -hmm. what I did not tell you was there was a lot of injustices going on. And I began to speak up about the way they were mistreating the immigrant workers that they had. I began to speak up about the people that were mistreating the elderly. Mm-hmm. And the owner began to take favor to me, which um, if I didn't care who was doing something wrong. If it was my boss, if it was wrong, I'm telling. <laughs> and, 
And um, God calls me his flashlight. So where there's a, the darkness, I'm turning the light on like, hey, let's, let's correct that. And so I could not stand for people to be mistreated. And my boss now changed my position and had me giving showers when that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Long story short, they didn't give me uniform. I had a slip and fall accident in the bathroom where I hit my head on the countertop, then the toilet, and I was unconscious. Wow. Wow. And when I'm saying this to you, now this is in 2011, mm -hmm. and I had memory loss. Mm -hmm. I had vertigo. There was no way for me to even understand. Um, I, my memory, I was not even able to share um, thoughts in my head. I wasn't able to communicate it clearly. Mm -hmm. And so God supernaturally healed me. So this is how I was written off as one who could not go back to work because they couldn't identify um, what to get me balanced. Vertical makes you feel like you're unbalanced. Mm -hmm. So that was another supernatural thing that the Lord did. did. So I'm just sharing that with you to show you all the different careers, all the different steps, all the different miracles that God did. But I know what it's like uh, for people with with a mental illness, problem, depression, all of those things, because I've been through all of those things. And so when I say I had to walk by faith, it was a time I didn't have any funding. They gave me it, they gave me disability for a moment and snatched it right back. And then turned around and said I owe them because they miscalculated. I'm like, wait a minute. So I never always feeling like I'm trying to receive when all I ever was was a go-getter and worker. The Lord turned all of that around now. And now I have been on over 35, over 40 television shows from um, The Resident that's on Fox 5, The Doctor Show, to um, going to Tyler Perry Studios, to this new show. I mean, there's a lot of shows. I don't want to name all of the shows only because some of the shows do not follow my Christian walk. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to name the show and you now learn about the show from me and you go watch the show and fall into sin. No, no, no. <laughs> so, right. But yeah, but you know, like The Resident, um, Black Lightning, um, the show Star that comes on BET, um, The Gifted, uh, what is it, MacGyver, so many different shows and it's huge down here in Atlanta um, for, for that. So God moved me to Atlanta and now the, the movie business is booming down here. Mm. And, and it's amazing because in New York, everybody thinks that that's where it's at. And that's what I was doing a long time ago. And now God reversed that thing and put me in front of the camera for his glory. Right when people probably wrote me off, right when I thought I didn't have anything, God used me not having what I thought that I needed and gave me more than I could ever imagine. Awesome. And so now I'm working in the field in front of the camera as a background artist, as a stand-in, um, you know, as an actress doing these things. And I am now doing really the work of the Lord. I have done many ministries before. I have done strip club ministries. Whoa, watch out now. What does that mean? <laughs> that means you go into the strip club. No, not with dollar bills. You go in with the blood of Jesus covering you. Amen. And um, God has given us favor and open doors where the owners let us go into the back. And we talk with the girls. We pray with the girls. We don't throw scriptures at them. But we ask them, is there anything special we can pray for them about? We give them gifts. It, um, and that ministry is called Reflections of Love. 
And so a friend of mine, that's her ministry, and I've been doing that with her for over three years plus, and it's been very amazing. I have people that call me personally throughout their life when things are happening, and they just want to give up, and I'm able just to pray for them and remind them of what God says about them. And so I love it because it's just being available to God's people. It's being the hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm also I'm, uh, certified. I have the, you know, I'm able to go into prisons. I've preached in prison ministries. I've done things for halfway houses. And I'm just sharing with you because Jesus is a God that demonstrated. He went outside of the walls. And so now all of those things that I've done, I thought I was doing something. But Amen. now I realize working in the field this movie industry oh my goodness wow this mountain of media many of you are familiar with the seven mountains i know that i'm called to the mountain of education because there's always something going on with my kids at school and i have to be a voice mm -hmm. you know how you know what you're called to is because you're the voice you can't just let it ride you know um when people do wrong things and god will allow wrong things to happen in your life to you personally so you can get involved because sometimes you just if it doesn't affect you we might just sit and let it go on but god needs a voice he needs a vessel and so now being in this industry i understand because there is a message that television is trying to send out you know mm -hmm. even through some of those shows that i told you i wasn't going to name right here's a message and some christians religious people may say well how you can work in that and the lord told us be ye separated okay if we were supposed to be separated all the time how would jesus ever get the harvest jesus right. sat amongst the sinners that's right so people will use the scripture for what they want to but god is married to the backslider he desires that all be saved and so the field that i'm working in now mm -hmm. this is not what i want to do Amen. i know you might say what this is my obedience. That's right. Well, I'm happy that we get good food. Trust me. That's yeah. What I say. Thank you, Jesus. We get good because I like to eat. I'm an eater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foodie, you know. And right. so that's just a perk of my obedience. I'm just like, okay, good. Thank you, Lord. But the thing is, I'm obeying God in disciples making disciples. So I'm able to be in places and, and look like God. That means I'm able to love people that others may deem as unlovable. People that got other things going on that may be all the way in sin. But when people are able to look at the light in my life, they come to me and ask me questions about God. I'm not beating them up about God. I am being the example because so many Christians and so many different people have made a bad name for God. God is trying right. to get his rep back. And not that he don't need no help, but God chooses to use us to help him. And we are blessed because of that. Amen. Let me ask you one more question. What you had this um um thing about it's not really a thing, it's something like a call of discipling three million. Explain that a little bit. Okay, so um when I was going through my transition after I lost my memory, I couldn't go to work. So I began to go to church every day. <laughs> Look at how God will get you in church. I was going to go to church every day. Then the Lord told me to pack and go and leave. I was living in sin. He told me to pack and go and leave the four-bedroom house and all of this stuff. And um, me and my children were without, with a home, without a home and income for like five months plus. And I obeyed what God said. And in that process, there was a course that the church offered called Master Life. It's a 24-week course, and it teaches you uh, the six disciplines of a disciple. 
which are one, spending time with the master, two, living in the word, three, praying in faith, four, fellowshipping with believers, uh, five, witnessing to the world, and the last one is ministering to others. And it teaches you how to develop a deeper relationship with Christ as you practice those six biblical disciplines, right? And mm -hmm. then it also teaches you how to develop a Christ-likeness in your character. It talks about your personality. We always say, I don't be like God or the mind of Christ, but we don't do anything with our personality. You can't have the mind of Christ with your personality. Your personality is not Christ's personality. <laughs> so we have to now dig deeper. You know what I'm saying? Right. And admit and realize some things. So it's an amazing teaching. And then it teaches you how to experience victories over the world, the flesh, the devil, and spiritual warfare. And then you join in with God's mission of making disciples by identifying your stage and growth and your role in ministry. So it's so awesome because it's just a dope teaching. Right. I use that word, you know, just as a cool word. Yeah, it is. Word. Trust it's me, awesome. I know. I know. Yeah, it's an awesome teaching, and I took that course, and I turned, I was straight hood. I was in the church bad, y'all. I was drinking, but I was trying, you know. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I'm going to try God. And just, you know, but when I took that course, God took me from hood to holy immediately. Amen. I, mean, I stopped drink. I didn't do anything. I had a supernatural encounter with God because I dared to say yes that I'm going to be a disciple. I thought that I was going to learn about disciples. I didn't know the course was going to make you one. Right. And so what ended up happening, when I found out it was 24 weeks, I said, oh, that's way too long. I thought it was only six weeks. And they said, no, no, just stay. You here for a reason. And I tried to get out of it. Right. And um, what happened was God kind of set me up really nicely. And um, <laughs> Always. And, yeah. And I ended up going through the course living by faith after i took the course they needed teachers and i said oh, i can't teach the course i need to take the course again i just barely you know listening <laughs> and um they said no and god said yes be a teacher and so i became a teacher in a mega church um mm -hmm. and so that's what a lot of people don't know um i taught not only that class but other classes i was a teacher in a mega church for like three four years and i taught this course ever since i took it i've been faithful to teach it every year of my life god even had me to teach it privately in my home and so now I teach it online in a Facebook group and I was wondering how would that work and um, it's been amazing first we had 63 disciples and now we have a graduating class of 23 of uh, well, 22 faithful disciples and um, it's amazing they all journeyed with me nobody dropped off the course the Holy Spirit leads you and um, now what we're going to do at the graduation of this course Mm -hmm. Now, those numbers, the Lord had given me Disciple 3000. And so now what we're doing is we're preparing the world uh, for 3 million <laughs> disciples. Mm -hmm. I know you may say, what? So Disciple 3000 is just imagine the, year, the world in the year 3000, if mm -hmm. you will, if you want to. You know, but Disciple 3000 is going to be this program going digital. You yeah. know, um, and it's just so amazing because not only has Master Life blessed my life, I've took courses with some amazing people, Dr. Cindy Trim, her school of ministry, you know, I can name billions of people. But during my time of faith, God funded me to go all around the world. I even did a mission trip in Haiti. Right. And I did it with one of the top, um, you know, global missionaries. She's been to she's been to as many nations as we're preaching to, and she's been doing her life um, like that 
but for a long time and she she's just amazing but i'm saying this to say god needs disciples people right. need the teaching and churches um are teaching different things now you know people are having things are just a little different and god is really not excited about it so right. instead of me just downing what everybody else is doing i'm going to build up what god wants to do you know like nehemiah said i'm doing a great work and i can't come down that's so right disciple 3000 now uh, i've done it online and the first time i gotta be honest with you please mm -hmm. when i did 63 disciples i was ready for the course to be over right because doing a course online is hard to mm -hmm. get the people's attention and then it's free that's right. what i'm trying to tell you right. people say that people respect what they pay for i get it but jesus didn't charge me to disciple me you know that's what right. i mean and so i'm not selling this i'm not selling god ever and so um now it's free and so there were a lot of people and a lot of people say they want to do something so god says from this group of 63 just like he told what's his name when they was having a war and he said the people that kneel down at the water those would be the soldiers you know when he had to break it down from 300 people yeah to the gideon yes gideon and he told um he said you know that's what god said now out of these 63 i want you to say whoever is serious that they have to find an accountability partner in the group and they have to purchase their books and once they've done those things that they can join you in the other group mm -hmm. i said okay god and so and they had to answer some questions so 22 people did that and i was able to um move them to another group and now we are almost completing we have four more weeks left and i think that's amazing that they journeyed with dedication i would i do a class once a week i come on there at least three times out the week they do facebook lives on there we communicate our truth we just finished an amazing week about reconciliation but we were honest about people that we need to reconcile with and we let the holy spirit use us and we ask for forgiveness so it's a group of truth. You know, discipleship is not what you think. It's actually about God discipling you personally. I'm only the facilitator because I've been through it. See, Amen. only a disciple can make a disciple. That's right. So if you haven't been discipled, you know, people can go to seminary. And you can be whatever they gave you a title for, however much you paid for the class. I mm -hmm. don't know. But many are called a chosen a few. That's right. A few. That's right. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So my job is to raise up a few laborers because it was Jesus Christ that came to get me when I needed deliverance, when I needed healing, when I was struggling. Nobody from the church came to get me. I'm not angry or bitter or mad at any of them at all. The point was Jesus came to get me because he said I would have to go back and get the rest of the little me's that's out there. That's right. Now he made me fireproof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He purified me. He sanctified me. And some people don't want to go back in the fire. They're like, I don't want to get burnt. But you don't get burnt when Jesus is with you. When he's covering you, that's why you got to stay on fire for God. When you, that's why he said, I don't like lukewarm. Because lukewarm people is going to be scared of the heat. That's if right. If you stay on fire for God, you, the fire that come at you, you'll be like, man, I'm already on fire. You know what I'm saying? It's just part of your process. You, you, you'll roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got hit by that truck. Right. And our car flipped over seven times, and we was upside down, landed on a roof, and slid. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, you know I got liability. Now, you would think, 
Yeah. <laughs> that somebody would be more fearful. I'm so serious. The kids was upside down looking like they was in a Batman ride or Great Adventures or Six Flags. Okay? Right. Y'all don't understand my relationship with God. When I got to see the truck coming to hit me, and I said, now God, we the radio station had already been like that's what we was working on that was was coming up you know like the guy had already promised me things so i had already wrote down god told me i was going to be speaking somewhere i didn't know it was going to be rcr but right. I, me and god was cool so mm. i was saying on earth this accident means death mm. but i disagree with this because me and you just talked now, right conversation right. with God I might have been like dag did I do something wrong you know what I mean right like Job right. it wasn't that yay though he slayed me come on yeah I trust him I said God this is crazy so I'm talking to God about liability people coming over rushing pulling us out the car I see my books all over the highway I'm trying to gather my books because I know I'm really gonna need my book money now <laughs> <laughs> and they're like ma'am you probably in shock you don't know if you bleed I'm like the blood of Jesus like, I can't believe God let me get hit right here at my exit. So this is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> because I know that there's greater. I know that there's more. But I'm trying to figure out why I needed this other testimony. Because God needed me still. He That's needed right. me to go through another process so I could see who was for me and who was not. See, right. everybody loved me when I had my car going to their events, supporting them, doing this, sowing seeds, blah, blah, blah. But I got to see. The real people. When my gas got cut off. Come on. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no gas. I was I gave to the church, mm-hmm. not knocking them, but I got to say, "Hey, I need help." I got to watch crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saying nothing. Like why? And so now, not bitter, not angry. You gotta always let people know that healed and loving people. But God wanted to demonstrate because see, when we read the story of David, Ruth, whoever, everybody in the Bible, Jeremiah, you can't retell a story. The story is what it is. You know what I'm saying? David did what he did. Saul tried to, to hit him with the thing. You can't change that. People can't change what they have done in my story. Now, right. could they have done something better? Probably so. But everybody got to have a Judas. Everybody got to have a Peter. It's okay. But God wants you to come out like Joseph, Job, and Jesus. Joseph, when they did all that to him, he still loved on them. So that's, that's right. how we know the ministry of Jesus is real because we forgive people when they do all that. So God had to do a flushing system in me. So when I speak to 3 million, 3.8 million, 4 million, 5 million people, mm-hmm. come on, this is not a Facebook platform. Pure Truth, RCR Network, this is going nations. That's right. So this is not the plan. Everybody else is being glorified on these other platforms. That's nice. But God is doing this thing nationally, internationally. So now when I speak internationally, God has purified me. He have healed me, but I've been through some deep pains. You know yeah. what I'm saying? God allowed me to be a part of things to take me out of it to see what I sacrificed it for him. Right. God give me great stuff only to say, now, would you sacrifice it? Like, right. would you not keep giving me stuff, taking it back? But he's got greater. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. You know, it's amazing about what God's doing through you. Every, every time... We talk. It's almost like, like I always tell people all the time, and when we talk, it's just like, you know, we. I don't have this big conversation like my my own siblings. I don't. And every brother sister that I do meet, everything else, they don't match up 
like I do, like with you guys. You guys, you and other brothers and sisters in Christ. It's just, it's, that's why I say, keep telling people, this is my, this is my sister for life. This is, you know, and, and the main reason why is because of who you are. And that's why I decided to say thank you, Jesus, for you to come in my life. It came to our lives, and we come in yours, and just being a blessing. Because now you have changed a lot of people's hearts and minds. You have. And I want to congratulate you for what you'll continue to do and what you're going to continue to do all the way to God Terry's. I'm just calling what he is because I mean I tell people all the time I say no she ain't going nowhere and she you not. The only way you go somewhere there's something happened to us. <laughs> so that's why I'm so grateful to, to have a, a place to share what God has given Mm-hmm. It really is um, is grateful to, you know, sometimes when people may say things or post things or things may happen and I'm like, oh, man, and I just go into prayer. And God says, um, can you do a show about that? And I'm like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God is like, I don't need you. Like, yeah, you you talking to me. That's good. But I, the world feels a way about this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even when, um, you know, it's, it's different. People have different views and things like that, but it's just my job to share the heart of God. That's you know? right. Even how people may feel about Snoop Dogg, Cardi B. However, I was one of them. That's and right. The point is, we got to demonstrate the love of God. And once we love on people and they can see God in us, all the other things will get worked out. Like my, my style of dress and things didn't change until I experienced God. And for me, I had not experienced God in His people. Maybe in two people, in two of my friends. They was always backing God up. And I was like, girl, God ain't think about me. You know, but they demonstrated it. They helped me, you know, got my children things when they needed it. They they were, they demonstrated it. They, they you know, and they were so nice as people. When we were young girls, I wanted to know well, how they get that nice. And guess what they did? Always gave the glory back to God. That's right. And so I was like, man, y'all still talking about God. Like, you know, because I wasn't believing. My right. life was messed up, but God used them to bless me. And so now, here I am. I get it now. And now, but, and, and now I'm passing it. I'm, I'm shouting them out. Like, look, thank you to Sheena Curry. Thank you to Latoya Ross. Mm-hmm. They were the examples of Christ. And they wasn't pastors, church people. They wasn't. They were his examples, and that's what God wants us to do. So I just want to thank you because now, three million plus strong, we are going to be raising disciples. That's what Jesus said. The Great Commission. People are on a mission, but is it God's mission? Amen. Jesus left saying, "You're going to do greater works. It's time for the greater works." In fact, we are behind the times. That's right. And you know what I'm saying? And I know because I'm the woman from Revelation 12. And that's the lady that said, time's up, devil. You know that's what I mean? Right, a lot right. of people don't know what time it is. I know that it's the devil's time is up. The that's time right. is up for the devil in the church. The time is up for the devil in our children, in our families, in our lives. You know what I'm saying? In marriages, whatever. If the time is up, the enemy's time is to stop. It's stopping. So now we're going after the harvest, and we are hollering at the church to repent. Come on, people don't want to hear that. Like, that's what right. you mean? How are you going to tell the church to repent? What you think? 
You know what I'm saying? Pharisees think it's a nowadays Pharisees. It's, That's right. If we don't correct, God is going to bring correction to his house first. That's if right. Sending his servants to gently say things to people and people are dismissing God's servants. That's so right. ain't going to fight back. We're going to drop a message off and keep it pushing. That's you right. Know? But the point is, God is giving a warning. And I don't want to see my brothers and sisters get, you know what I'm saying, hurt. That's God right. He ain't going to wash it away no more with a flood. But it's just like, come on, you don't have to go through that. That's the right. The time of being fake is over with. We have to help people because people, they are even believers mm -hmm. that have stopped believing and lost hope. That's right. The way God's people have treated them. So the church have to be accountable and God's people have to be accountable. But if you're accountable and your wise counsel isn't is only the same level of wise as you, you know, we God sent prophets in people that wasn't part of the thing. Nathan wasn't part of it. Samuel wasn't part of it. You know what I'm saying? When right. they went to talk to David, like, listen, this man did this, gave a parallel. And they like, where they at? Who they at? People, you know, God, I pray that the Lord begin to release the parallels again. Amen. You know what I'm saying? The parables. So people could not, because when you come to somebody straight up, mm -hmm. they be like, oh, uh-uh. They get in defense and offense mode. They feel offended. Mm -hmm. So I pray that God will release such an anointing for the people to be able to share a story get the person's view just like it was done to david and david was like man who did that let's go get him mm. no that's you david that's you right somebody last you took what they only had and you had like oh snap and it convicted him because right. now he was able to hear it see now we come to people straight up mm -hmm. and we think that we keeping it real but jesus didn't even do that when he talked with the disciples and different people that's so right now, that's what we have to ask god god give me the tools that i need let me be still enough to hear the way you want to use me. So I'm just very excited for this avenue that I don't have to fight in any area for a platform that God has made a space for <laughs> his voice to be heard. Amen. And that's why they said this is permanent for you. You don't have to worry about a thing. Your brother got you. <laughs> Always. Thank you so much. And God bless you over like me. Um, yeah. Well, like I say, it's Ruth 2 and 12. May the Lord repay you. Deuteronomy 1 and 11. May God bless you a thousand times over. Amen. Because this is, I mean, everything, like I said, like with Operation Greater, getting all that creativity, mm -hmm. getting all this revelation and word, and I'm not boasting in the revelation because just like Paul said, with every revelation, there's a thorn. You That's know what right. I'm saying? God gave us thorns to humble us. Like, listen, don't never get it twisted. So you get over here, this is great. You know all the secrets to heaven, but then you got this going on in life with your own kids. You like what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> and so I'm I'm just grateful for the opportunity and for you being if you wasn't connected in with God, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, somebody sent me a message the other day mm -hmm. and they said your post seem you know they just shared with me that how they thought my post seemed and they want to know if everything was okay and that maybe i should this and all of these suggestions and i said i'm posting in, from an insert from my new book yeah. like and the, the book is about people that are <laughs> hurt abandoned but the abandoned have a voice too that's right and i'm only posting what god is telling me to post but thanks for checking on me but if there ever was a time that someone should have checked on me it would have been definitely two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not the time. So I'm like, oh, God's people just that. It's like, you know, people just look at what they see. God looks at the inside. So That's I right. thank God for you being able to look at the inside and see what God sees. And that only happens when you're connected to the Father. So I just thank God for a resilient Christian as yourself. Amen. Girl, 
you don't have to worry about a thing no more because you know what you touch us you touch everyone that listen and you also and I'm gonna say this with humbleness you have given so much people a reason to expect to do again because you don't you don't find that no more you don't you like you said I and mean, you said so much that a lot of people lose a hope but you bring that hope back through you through God because God's giving you that 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 charge to do that and some uh, not only just you but others on RCR they're doing exactly the same thing is that we are stake on this and that's why I'm so grateful and that's why I said thank you so much to be part of RCR you just don't know sister that thank you and thank everyone who support you and we will continue to support you all the way through so that's why I want to say thank you so much like Ty and I want everyone to congratulate her and uh, for her 3.8 million and yeah I <laughs> know and thank her for her due diligence to be a faithful servant to God. So thank you, Lady Todd. And we give you glory. And we, give, we we just thank you so much for what you do. And also, thank you, everyone, to listen in to the spotlight of the Brazil Christians. We want to thank you. And we want to praise you. Listen to more of more people like Lady Todd in the near future. God bless. The believer in Jesus Christ is upheld by God's power and so is naturally resilient. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, 2 Corinthians 4 8-9. Christians keep bouncing back. The key to resiliency is faith in the Lord, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him, though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Psalm 37 23-24 Choosing to trust in the Lord rather than rely on what we understand is the best way to stay resilient. Come back next week on the Spotlight on Resilient Christians. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.